Hey, welcome back to the No Apologies Podcast. This is Rory. And I'm Garrett with a Coke. I'm Andrea. <laughs> I need to be more proud of saying my name. Are you sure it's not Andrea? Yeah. Oh, here we 100%. go again. 100%. What if uh, I've been saying my name no, wrong? The reason, <laughs> no, the reason, the reason yeah. I say here we go again is because literally I was in a class, it was journalism class, and the professor said your name. It was wrong. They mentioned me? Yeah, they did. Why? Who? And I was like, I'm not telling you on the air. Why? Um, no, I'll take it out. It was about... <laughs> it was Robin. Oh. She said your name wrong. But she went She went back. She was like, yeah, no, I realized I said it wrong. But, yeah. Was she was like, out? well, no. She was talking... I think we were talking about something. It was the news that I was that I told you all about a while ago that I needed You're to tell you. You're a pop star, bro. Um, <laughs> no, and she was like, well, no, she was like, just ask... Um, I think she said something along the lines of, ask uh, Andrea or um, Andrea. <laughs> And I'm like... You should have been like, I don't know an Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do something so bad like that. We should keep me. this in. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. Yeah. Like, another Get it together. Why. How long have I known you? <laughs> yes. It's been four years. No, no I wanted, three. I wanted to have a comeback because literally I walked in and, and um, I was like, hey, I'm here to take this quiz. I thought it started... Or I thought we had until 9.50, but the deadline was 8. And she was like, well, if you would have been in class, you would have known I changed the time. Oh. I'm like, you just read me for filth, honey. Oh, I love her so much. But anyways, yeah. So what are we talking about, Rory, today? What? Are we going to start out with the box opening? Or are we going to yeah. do that last? No, we can start out with it. Okay. Welcome to our latest unboxing. Yeah. You won't see it, you won't, but that's okay. That's so true. We <laughs> have videos. We record yeah. videos. I really it wish y'all It is out of us. our control. But you want to know something cool? I wish they could give us our opinions on what they look like based on just our voice. That'd be real fun. Let us know how ugly we are <laughs> no. based on our voices. Retweet, retweet. I know. I, I need my ego straight. Okay, also, this is by Fine Southern Gentlemen. What a name. I think they're a print shop as well. They're out of Texas. This is not oh, nice. sponsored. But if you want to. Sure. What am, Do you need wait. help? No, 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 no. I'm it thinking. Says, be careful with packaging. This is fragile. Pops. Wait, but these are here for a reason. I guess not. I take it they're in sleeves. Fucking it bothers so. me that you're oh. not doing this on oh. a flat surface. Like, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> I know. I'm like, this is how <laughs> I break stuff. Bussies, can you not look at me while I do this? This is embarrassing. No, it's just like the door opening, and she stood there for three minutes trying to get open. And she made fun of me right before she went to open the door. Like, why can't you open the door? And then it took her even longer. No, but than I finally I did. got it. Yeah, okay. My thing is, she was sitting here the last episode with her phone like this popped up with a pop socket and it fell. And I'm like, Betsy, why do you Can think you guys it's like stop? <laughs> Jesus. Someone's getting attacked right now. It's um, just, it's right here. No, there's. <laughs> I'm the one doing all the hard work in this, keeping this whole machine right running. Now. Keeping this whole machine running. I was going to say Bro. something. Yeah, you could have been taken in a multitude of ways. What the? Please don't let these be shit. Screw this thing. They're going to be awesome. Ooh, I love this okay. dress. Anyways, keep going. I love it too. Okay. So, the polka dots. Yeah. I love Ooh, a sticker. Is this a sticker? It's fun. Yeah. So we have America's favorite square dances. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. I need my 20 bucks back. Unalive yourself. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to square dance. Peter, Paul, and Mary, and like no Oxford comma. That's how you do it. Yeah, it's like journalism rule. Captain who? 
Senile? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Ooh, but I love this Captain look. Captain and... So for those of you that can't see the guy Se- on the top, Seville? he has on he Seville? has on like shades and like a sailor hat. That girl looks Super like Emma Stone. She does. It kind of does. It's I the bottom agree. half of the face. Yeah, I agree. Oh, what is this? Manhattan transfer. Oh, I like this artwork. The Manhattan transfer extension. Ninety nine cents. Oh, they give away their cheapest. This is. I want to know what it is. Oh now. shit! Gems. Jimmy Dean. Oh, it's jazz. It's Birdland, Wacky Dust. Birdland? Yeah. Oh, that triggers me. Nothing you can do about it. Were you scared that Yeah, year? how did Birdland go again? Flintstones too. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that, that tuba part. We performed that for two years. Shaker song, Trickle Trickle, Twilight Zone, and then Twilight Tone. Can I just have the Twilight soundtrack? Wait, can I see this art real quick? Yeah. I know, it looks so like... So we have Jimmy so Dean, I, I I support that Look one. at her hair. Look at that ponytail. I know. Damn. I was thinking the same thing. How much gel she got on that? I wonder. Anyways. What okay, is Kenny Loggins? Oh, shit. I don't know who that Neither is. Neither do I. You know who Kenny Loggins is? <laughs> right do. before this episode, Andrea said, I'm going to stop cussing as much. Did I, did I just cuss? <laughs> yes. Girl, I wasn't listening. I was looking at the artwork yes, on the cover. Did. My You've bad. done it like five times already. That, okay, <laughs> starting now. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. I know who Kenny Loggins is. Donna Fargo. Don't know who she that is. She kind of looks like Nikki. Nikki who? <laughs> Nikki who? <laughs> Nikki Minaj? No, no, no. I always, I always mix up fucking... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you do. You guys are both so bad at it. Oh my god. Okay, I always mix up Stevie Nicks and I call her... <laughs> god. Jesus Christ. That's horrible. I do it too much. She looks Shit. like Stevie Nicks. That's okay. Yeah, Stevie, we're um, a brunette. <laughs> who, who's that? That Robert guy looks Boulet? like Ron Swanson, bro. He does. Yeah. yeah. That mustache. Ooh, what's the inside of the sleeve? Can I see it? Ooh, I like this. I know. We're not even opening all of them. Yeah, yeah let me see the inside of this one. Uh, yeah, actually. Oh, oh dang. We have one that's very 80s looking, very geometric, very futuristic vibes, if you know who that I is. I think it's yeah. the 70s or 60s, right? This looks very 80s to me. Oh wow, we were close. I got you. Oh wait, actually, it's dedicated Jim to Jim Brown. Now I fuck. Damn it! <laughs> this episode's gonna I'm be trying. interesting. This is this is um this is a um. Oh wait, thing. I have to. I want to tell you all the news because <laughs> it's good news. It's okay. really great news. Oh yeah, my story time. Well, I'll tell you my story time. It's, it won't take long. Like, yeah, let's focus on these for now. Jim Ed Brown and Helen Cornelius. Don't know who Helen Cornelius is, but I know who Jim Ed Brown is. Yeah, same. He looks like the guy on Mama's Family. I used to I love like Mama's I Family. Oh my god. Kimberly Jim. Hey, here's the movie. Jim Reeves. I've never. Maybe we watched this movie. Oh, this one was ten bucks. I think. One yeah, of these, um, another one was too. I think one of these songs was in like Master of None. Janie Frick. Friday. I said Janice, and I was like, Janie Frick. Janie. Jan- <laughs> I can't read. Janie, singer of songs. Wow. That's poetic. <laughs> Another Don. Have we had Donna Fargo in here before? Yes. What? Okay. Stop giving me so much Donna. Unless it's Donna Mills, I'm not interested. Wait. Oh, I loved you all the way. We could have been the closest of friends. Donna Summer. You changed my life in a moment. No one's ever gonna love you. 
I, I, be- <laughs> I believe in you. That was hard. It went from you changed my life in a moment to no one's ever going to love you. That, total vibe change. Ooh. Hey, no, Steve. This one looks interesting. Little John. Little John. Never heard oh, of it. I know Little John. Wait, this? Yeah. Oh, okay. First of all, this is stunning. Mama. I want to see this one. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Oh, no. I'd love you to want me. City of New Orleans. I bet you that was a good one. Ooh, I like the back. Oh, yes. Very 60s. Very Bridget Bardot. I think she's 60s. Have you ever seen singles? I think that sounds very familiar. What era was that? Um, 90s. Yeah. Look at this one. There's a lot of cool sleeves, it looks like, but I'm not going to take all of them out. I think this has other albums on it. And finally, this David is, Frizzell and Shelly West. This is very 80s. She's got on the hoop earrings, the big hair. He's got yeah. the mullet. I don't like I, the look of him. Oh, my God. He looks very creepy. Like a creepy just, uncle at the family reunion. It was just the 80s. He's hiding something. No, You're going to have a like fun time. Oh, this is 81, yeah. Huh? You're going to have a fun time. My mother was this. 16. Sorry, Mom. I didn't mean to age you on the podcast. If you even listen. I haven't even told my mom about this. <laughs> and don't plan on it. <laughs> I told my okay. sister. Hey, Leah. <laughs> I know you mentioned her in the previous episode. Well, okay, what do we think about our selection? Uh, it's I too think country. some of it, well. You like country, though. Yeah. Country's good. It is. It just depends. Yeah, it depends on what artist for me personally. How old it is. Could have gotten some better ones, yes. I'm but trying for 15 to, bucks. Yeah. But you know, honestly, since there's a lot of country records in here, I was hoping they were going to put Tammy Wynette. Because I do love Tammy Wynette. She's Who great. is she married to? She's um, Tammy Wynette and something. And then they named their kid. I think her like husband's name was Tim, maybe. Mm. It started with a T, I think. Uh. No, it was Tammy and then something else because they named their kid. Something that was like the mix of the two yeah, names. I remember. Oh, I'm gonna look it up because I can't. Please remember. do. Okay. Anyways, Let's talk about Shutter Island. Yeah, Let's Shutter Island. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna tell you my story real quick. So. Oh. Oh boy. What's the story? George Jones? No. Yes, George Jones. Hmm. And they named their kid Georgette. <laughs> Wait. That. Is that the one? Tamala Georgette Jones. Georgette. Oh man. That's original. <laughs> Don't you think? That's, that's so clever. I never Georgette wrote... Jones? <laughs> Am I there two stickers? Yeah. Oh, bestie. Put them on your laptop. I will. Okay, I recommend these. <laughs> I think Fine Southern Gentlemen. And they mailed them pretty quick. Oh, I can't move that. Fine oh, well. Southern Gentlemen, hey. if you wish to endorse us, please do. Since we talked about your brand on the podcast. I don't think they're gonna. That's okay. Yeah, they're never gonna hear it's this. Okay. That was shocking. I'm just trying to be a YouTuber. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm so not. So my one of my friends from high school messaged me this week, and she sent me a thing from like this page that. Okay, this is so cringy. When I was like, when we were in like middle school, or junior high, or something, whatever. That's the same thing. We were admins for like a Pierce the Veil group, <laughs> and we would like. On like what? On like Reddit or no, just Facebook. For- oh, okay. And we would just like, even better. We would make posts and stuff, you know. But we we tried to do like a Q and A one time. Oh god, how did that go? <laughs> like it, it didn't. Oh. There was like two questions, and then like we just had to 
look up online our own questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we answered them, and she sent the video to me, and she was like, we tried. She was like, started from the bottom, and now we're here. Because you do your podcast now. But here's the thing, oh, yeah. And I was like... Do you think it's still out there, though? <laughs> oh, it's still out there. That's why I'm not mentioning the page. Because oh, it's on. there. Yeah, let people, oh t- let people uh, take the Q&A. Is that what it was you said? Yeah, Bessie. Let them take it. It let wasn't a Q&A. It. it was a video that we answered questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and people asked you questions. We were like, hey, guys. <laughs> so basically what, basically <laughs> what we're doing crack now. That voice crack at all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think at the beginning, we had on sunshades. We were inside. Right. Oh my god, and how we were, old were you? And we were, don't ask, and we were like... <laughs> <laughs> Middle school, like, probably. Yeah, she was and like we 11 or 11, 12. 13 The, the years that you don't want to remember, god, bro. No. We were like, we, were, we looked at each other and we were like, oh, why is it dark in here? Oh my god. <laughs> so we were trying to get funny. Next week we should show up with sunglasses. We should. And don't tell Andrea. We should. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. But you didn't hear that. Okay. <laughs> we need Anyways, to get like the craziest outrageous Elton John sunglasses. Yeah, I mean like why is it dark in here, guy? <sighs> yeah. Or get my pink ones and be like, And you thought that was funny stroke? when you were twelve. <laughs> we did. Why you know what I thought things? was funny when I was twelve? What? <laughs> Making fun of people who did that. Did what? <laughs> Making fun of people who did that. Oh. <laughs> like you wanna know what my username on the page was? What? Do y'all know um? What group is it? Because I can't remember. Oh my god. It was the song The King of Silence. I don't know. So my name was King yeah, of Silence. What was I listening to at 13? I was really listening to Gaga. That's all I listened to. I think I was listening to Pink Floyd. Oh, We Came as Romans? And Black Flag. We Came as Romans? Is that a band? Yeah, I, know okay, them. I thought so. Anyways. I know them and I know Bring Me the Horizon. I was, I was listening to like. I don't even know. I was listening to a lot of music when I was 13. Point being, we were at the pinnacle of our life emo days. <laughs> you yeah. would never achieve anything higher. Than 2011 that was when Gaga came out with Born This Way, and that's like her most heavy metal album in terms of aesthetic, not music, but like aesthetic. It was like black leather, motorcycle, red lipstick. You know you what know? I liked? Because I used to watch, I used to wait, when I, if I would wake up early or something, I couldn't sleep, I would turn it on like Teen Nick or something, you know, and they would yeah. do like music videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah MTV and did the same thing. Yeah. I liked, um, on the Edge of Glory. <gasps> that video is stunning. Her videos are stunning. I love them. Mm. They're actual films. Some of them are actual films. Like, they're 20 minutes long. And it's like productions and shit. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, Shutter Island, guys. Yeah, Shutter Island. Come on. I want to say watching that my second time it is a completely different movie. I just thought they were like role Also, playing. Garrett, I want to apologize for my... Baby, I'm, I'm I muted. I muted y'all. I hope you did. <laughs> I muted y'all. I had to. I was like, I'm not looking. I was like... That's true. And I was like, I hope you did. Hasn't like, I hope you've seen the movie already. Cause no, I, just, I have not. I wait. I watched it this morning. You told me you've watched it before. I watched a clip of it on YouTube. Oh. The scene where they're coming into the island. Well, for the when first I sent time. it in the chat, I was like, how do y'all feel about Shutter Island? And Andre was like, I've never seen it. And you were like, love it. I love that scene. Oh, oh my god. Okay, I was like, oh, so Garrett's seen it. I this will be a cam- good one to do. I loved the camera work in that scene, which is why I didn't have a problem yeah. watching it. So you, but, okay. So you watched the movie? For the first time this yeah. morning. It, it's so good. I love the beginning. You know what I love? You, one of the biggest, like, clues is, at the beginning when they first get to the island and they tell them to give up their gun. Oh my god. And then he starts fumbling like, to give it up. Yeah. Like his partner, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Just, um, like, fumbles. 
pulling you out. I will say that the reason why I, and I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, the reason why I waited so long to watch it, and I didn't even watch it back then when I saw the clip, was because, like, both of y'all know, and most of our audience and most people in the department know that, like, I'm a huge horror fan, die hard, balls to the wall. But, like, there is one thing in the element of horror that I cannot bear to watch, and that is anything about mental institutions. I don't know why it's so niche, but it just, it disturbs me so much to the point where I physically have to turn it off, which is a compliment to horror directors, mind you. But I watched it, and I started it, and as, like, the movie was progressing, like, obviously I was real big into the camera work. The camera work was so yeah like the scene especially the there's a part there's a yes there's a part where they're standing in the rain by the way i love the storm on the island yeah so great they were standing in front of a fence and they're in their fedoras and their trench coats great costumes by the way yeah very like film noir like we talked about Mm -hmm. i love that's what i was thinking but they're standing in front of a fence anyway and they're silhouetted and it's a single frame it's a single shot where the camera's behind them and they're they're silhouetted but you can tell like they've got the fedora the trench coat you're like these are investigators like i could see that one frame and be like it's an investigator film you know yeah so I'd and love I, it. I love like i think one of the most underrated aspects of the film is the sat like saturation yes. for all the color oh i felt like i was really watching bad. something from like the 1960s but like, like the color was it just felt super old-fashioned like yeah. the way they got red to come out mm-hmm. and like stuff like that i just think well one of the that's one of the main elements as to why it was so disturbing to me because um, I'll tell you one, it's a show, it's not a movie, but it, is, it was based on a movie. Um, Ratchet, that on Netflix by Ryan Murphy, it's a show based on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which also takes place in a mental institution. Yeah. Um, the lighting, the color palette, everything about these two, well, the series and the movie in particular, are very similar because the color palettes to me were what disturbed me the most because obviously y'all know how much I love color in film. And when I see like the yellow and the green and like when they're down in the not the basement but in the in the ward not the ward c yeah ward c when they're in ward c that lighting and the texture of like the grates and everything the jail cell i hated that it was disturbing (laughs) it was horrible now i love the conversation that he had with george George, yeah george was was super real you know Mm -hmm. and like well i loved when i first watched the movie they just like misled you so the much entire time. yeah like i mean that's why i kept sending so many different things you were I, like what's going on yeah and like and when you were saying in the group chat dude don't go to the lighthouse just run just go yeah, no, the thing <laughs> is, though, well that too but why did he tell him he was going to the light well see this is when i still didn't trust yeah. his friend so yeah. I was like, why are you telling him where you're going? Yeah, and then he they talks to Rachel Solando. Uh, yeah, and then you find out she's not even real. Yeah, and, but, dude, I, I was right there with you when he was going to the lighthouse. I was like, don't go, just well, leave. Also, and then, but. but also, like, the actress who played Rachel, the one that was in the cave, not the one that was in the yeah. institution, she is just a phenomenal actress. She's been in a handful of horror films that I watched in the 2013 remake of Carrie. She played Carrie's mom phenomenal actress mm. i cannot think of her name right now i should have written it down but that scene in the cave with the rats oh yeah. my knee there were so many i had to there. like that's the only part of he the film that i almost stepped on one and i was like this is the worst thing the, i know yeah. i was like imagine stepping on like five rats like them squirming underneath your feet it. i don't know what would be worse that or spiders like i could rats. do spiders bro because oh, you no. could, you'll squish a spider 
But fucking rats are rats? eating rodents are just they're I unpredictable. Guess I guess oh it's because I have extreme arachnophobia. But another I fear, have extreme arachnophobia. But, oh my god. Yes, right. But like no, the one thing that Clever. like I didn't the one thing I didn't like was just the whole time I was watching it, I was sitting there and I'm like, there's gonna come a point where I'm gonna have to hit pause and turn it off or fast forward it because like it's just the whole vibe of it is so disturbing to me. Yeah. But it's because it's in a mental institution and like I hate everything. Well, about that's what it. I thought when I started it because we saw that lovely woman outside, you know, with missing hair. Oh and, yeah, and, and she I was, was like. like yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this movie. It but also, she already. did. She, her uh, character did something that is very common in film but it's very powerful to me and that is when you look directly at the camera and you break the fourth wall you are forcing the audience to look oh i thought she was just talking well, she was to looking at him and was like yo but the camera was right in front of her so it I, like I think she was just crazy and i interpreted it as she's doing that because the people told her to be quiet about this guy coming in and mm-hmm. him trying to like, so true. But also, yeah, one of like there, another thing that I love about this is, is first of all, is this based on a book or not? Yeah, it's based on a book. Because I got that vibe because there are so many intricate. I wish I could have read it. There's so many it. intricate characters that come mm-hmm. in, especially when they're interrogating the patients. Like one of my favorite characters now, was. Now, if you say, don't you dare! I hated him too. Okay. Um, <laughs> the woman that came, the woman that came after her. him. I liked her. He, oh, she yeah. was fabulous. I loved her because run. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote run and then like the whole time I'm sitting there and y'all know how I feel about like women when they get justice you know because of the man that did her wrong but why don't you write that though like why don't you say run because I took, you say what you think and then I'll say what I think well I think it's just because she knows him as a patient or something like that yeah. and she knows that they're doing this whole thing like well, faking that's it. what I got I thought she wrote run because she knew that like now the to head begin doctor, with you think She's writing it yeah. because they're trapped here and he's yes. saying. Well, but, no, I didn't think that. I thought, like, oh, she's telling him to run because she knows what's up. Like, she knows yeah. they're hiding something. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's what I got. But, no, I loved her. And as for the man that came before her, he can go die in a hole. I hate him. Yeah. Because, first of all, if you say the N-word around me, you're done. You know? You're done. <laughs> the, um, warden scene? Explain. The warden scene? Oh, where they're in the car? Yeah. Yes. And it's like the, the violence. Oh. The you mentioned it in the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you went through and read. I did. <laughs> after after I watched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny. Um, I love that scene. I think because well, that's I, the guy who I said played in Monk. Yes. Do you guys yes. Love Monk? I no, love Monk. I I've seen some it. of it, but I th- <laughs> I thought um oh, I thought no, it was no. awesome because it was. Watching it the second time, I thought it was a lot better because he's saying that to a patient, and he knows he's saying that to a That's patient. That's so true. And it's it's a lot more messed up when he's saying it like that. All these guys watching it the second time, it's a different movie because I these these guys they're doing a really good job now of being bad actors to me instead of being like this is a crazy place. Now That's I see true. them. Now I see them just role playing this and they're like, "Man, we really have to do this." That's how I'm watching the movie. The fact yeah. that they got every single person mm-hmm. on like there in on to, it. Yeah. yeah. It's very it's very peculiar to me just because like you wouldn't think that stuff like that actually like is involved in the process with mental patients, but apparently based on like what I've read about it is 
Like, especially with dementia patients, like, Mm -hmm. you have to role play with them in a way. And I don't know about y'all, but if I were in the head doctor's position or even, like, uh, what are the people called that, like, get them under control if they're violent? They have a name, but I can't think of it. The people in the white coats that, like, get people under control. If I were them, I couldn't do it that long. I would lose control. I'd be like, this is crazy. Like, there's no needing going on with this. Like, just give them some, you know some kind of drug because I remember that conversation about how people back before the doctor's time they believed in psychosurgery like the lobotomy and everything which is why I'm so afraid of mental institutions to this day because that's what I think of like shock therapy and like lobotomies and everything like that that's so terrifying but then you have him who's saying like pills you know Thorazine and things like that like there are better approaches so the whole time I'm sitting here thinking Yes, the doctor is technically doing something wrong, but it wasn't until we got to that part where we found out it's all been a lie, it's all been a story, yeah. that I was like, you know what, he's not really a bad guy, he's doing it for the betterment of Leo's character. I you love. Know? I remember watching the movie the first time and getting to the lighthouse, and I was still in disbelief. Like, I didn't want to believe that it was, I was like still holding out hope that he would be like, no, you're still lying, and yes, get out of there. Yes, and then... Yeah, I was still like, this isn't true. And then the gun broke, and like, I was like, no. I want to talk about that scene. <laughs> Pause. Okay? I When that gun broke in half after he, like, in his head saw him shooting the yeah. doctor, I was like, what the hell? And then, like, the yeah, guy... Yeah, because you saw the blood and stuff. Yes, yeah. and then the guy behind And there's him, smoke. Mm-hmm. And just, then the guy yeah. that's uh, the Mark psychiatrist, yeah, yeah, he was like, it's a toy gun. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what, that's so random. Ugh. But yeah, and it. he's just, well, he's hallucinating, right? Yeah. And, like, yeah. I but just I also, was like, oh, my God. They, so the writing, the script writing in this was just stellar because there's a scene where we discovered that um, before we know that it's all a lie and it's all being, you know, staged or whatever, there's the scene where Leo's character is having trouble with migraines. And he says, the doctor says, imagine someone opened up your brain, put razors in it, closed it, and shook it. I'm like, yeah. that is spot on what a migraine is like for me. So I was like, good for them for good writing. Yeah. I love, I love, uh, like, some of the writing where it's <laughs> clearly not taking itself seriously yes. once you get to the end. Yeah. Because it's like, the doctor is like, yeah, Rachel Solando murdered her three kids. And then he just looks at him like, Ring seems, a bell. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it seems to me as though as the well, film... Well, it's very sarcastic. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's, oh as God. the film goes on, if you pay attention to how the script is written, it's like it becomes almost comedic in a way yeah. because it's like, this has all been a joke. Like, none of it is real. Like, he is actually hallucinating, but it's because he has a disorder. And he, because of this disorder, it's like they were saying every single day, it's kind of like a 51st date situation where every single day, he's like a tape that's being rewound. Well, what I liked about it is that he does have, you know, the whole time he is showing him having, like, PTSD, but he actually... And can we talk about just not in the way you think? I want to talk about how disturbing some of those PTSD flashbacks were. First of all, which were they were the the scene, the the scene where the scene where he has all of the Nazi guards lined up, and he just that is so like. You just because somebody yeah. ran and then they panicked. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm sitting there as an well, audience. I thought seeing all the frozen bodies. That, that too. was so it insane. Was, it it, was, they were bonded together like it was, mesh. It was just, oh. And I was just like, Ugh. I was staring at it. I was like, dang. It looked like an art exhibit. 
for like some kind of weird museum. Mm. But anyways, you know, back to the whole shooting scene. I'm sitting there as an audience member thinking, yes, like the people that they are shooting have committed horrible war crimes. But at the yeah, same it time, it doesn't equal. You it know, does. You don't sit there. It's like Leo's character said. Yeah. It's murder. Yeah. You know. And so. then like, oh, and then when he goes and talks to the, like, I don't think he's a. I think he may be a doctor, but the head honcho of the place, yeah. and he's like playing Mahler. And yes. Yeah, and I love I Mahler. I, I thought know. of you I, when I heard that. I love Mahler. I'm like, Lori's gonna love this. I, know, I do. Yeah. But, uh, and then that's what he's, what is playing when he, like, it, yeah. uh, watches that guy who attempted suicide and failed. Yeah, yeah that scene was very difficult for me to yeah. watch because, like, you're sitting there thinking, this guy, like, was not put out of his misery like an animal. Also, you know? the music, though, and the music and, um, well, the music felt super old. Felt like nineteen twenties like music most well, of the yeah. time. It was in the thirties, right? Yeah, and like I liked it. I was a huge fan, but I thought the best music parts were like also the flashback sequences, especially with the wife. Well, one of yeah, the, I like uh, the like the sound effects of like the ticking or whatever, like, mm-hmm. and that would signify. No, like, yes. The flashback. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I noticed that uh, once I uh, went back and reread your messages. Like, I noticed that it started to come together. But one of the flashback scenes that I really liked, just visually, it was aesthetically pleasing, was um, it was one of the first few scenes that we see with him having a flashback with his wife. And it's where he's hugging her and she's like begging him to like let go of her, but he just can't because it's his wife. And then the whole time you see the ashes falling and then yeah. she just yeah. she disappears. I like that ash. how like at the end he's talking about how the house burned down, but like she she burned down the first apartment. Yeah. And he attributed it in blaming himself, but his other personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the person who burned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, also love the ending though. The ending like because he smokes the cigarette and it's like. That's how you know. And he's like, we gotta, we gotta get out mm-hmm. it, it, to his partner. Yeah, he was like, they're not gonna to catch well, on I don't, us or whatever. Well, I don't know about y'all, but that scene, like, when he started, when we realized that, quote-unquote, the tape had been, re- been, wow, words, the tape of his mind had been rewound, and it was like he was going through it all again. I was sitting there thinking, oh my god, like, this is horrible. Imagine yeah. living like this. Like, dear god. And then... This is the only part of the film where I was watching it with my stepmom this morning. I stopped it as soon as the groundskeeper or whatever, they walked up, and I also liked how it was framed because you had the two of them, and then you had Leo's character who's walking down the steps, so it's like symmetry, right? But you can see they're holding something. And in my mind, I'm thinking those are the tools used to lobotomize somebody. And then we see just the still shot, still frame of the lighthouse, at that moment, I paused it, and I'm like, this is where I stop. Because if they're going to show him getting lobotomized, I can't watch it. Yeah. And then I like I fast- how they left it kind of open-ended. Yeah, I fast-forwarded it, and I saw where they, like, rolled the credits. I'm like, thank God. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's kind of sad, sad, though. Because yeah. your mind is left to wonder, like, what's and he going to do now? now that we know that he kind of probably did it intentionally, too. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, man, I don't want to live with myself. But also, I really wonder if that line of, I can't remember it, but it was that deep-ass line that he said about, like, what's what's worse, I think, to live as a monster. Oh, yeah, what's worse, yeah, to live as a monster. I wonder if that's in the book. I wonder if they put that in the book, because that's very They didn't. I looked it up. Oh, really? Yeah, they, he, hold on. I took screenshots, I think. (laughs) Did I look it up? I don't know. I think I took screenshots on my computer. Did you watch it on your laptop? Mm Mm-hmm. I love Shutter Island. It's so different the second time they like. I thought about so watching it again. 
I will say that it is the first film that I've watched in several years, really, that in terms of twists and plot twists and everything, yeah. plot holes, it's, you'll never see it coming. Yeah. Ever. Like, I sat there and I'm like, well, when he got to the lighthouse, I was like, something, something's about to happen. I don't know yeah. what it is. But I was thinking they were going to drag him into a room and lobotomize him, but. Yeah, and then that happened, you were just yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, but. And he blows up that guy's car. I felt so. Bad. I didn't get that. I'm like, why are you blowing up? It's so no one was at the lighthouse. Oh, okay. So there were no guards okay. around it. I think that's what it was. Makes for. sense. Why would there's so many people on land though? Why would they come running from that island? Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but any person who's not a native of the island or is on the island, once they figure out that the people that are at the mental institution are the ones that are in control of the ferry and who comes and who goes, mm-hmm. that should be a red flag right there. I'm sorry. Well, was that true though? Because he was in. He was. That's not. I don't know if that's true because he that woman didn't exist. Oh, that was true. In his head. That's true. Yeah. It's very true. I didn't think about that until now. <laughs> Making them ghosts for the army. I like that was an amazing line. I'm so thrilled that, that they put something funny. like that in there because it was deep. I like where the guy who was driving him though, who like you said it was like messed up that but he this said is, that to his yeah. I like when he was like God created violence to wage. In yeah. His honor or something yeah. Like there were like, so many good lines, but I'll tell y'all one thing. I was kind of, what's the word I'm looking I was for? Up now. I was I was connecting parallels as I was watching it to like things that have happened in real life, and it kind of reminds me of MK Ultra. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. No. But MK Ultra was basically in the '60s, I believe, when they started like dosing people. Uh, without consent with LSD to ch- oh, yeah, yeah. kind of test like if they could create an army basically mm-hmm. of zombies that would do whatever they said. This reminds me of that because of the whole ghost thing. Yeah, very similar. Very life imitates art. <laughs> there, t- although, to me, there has to be some truth in some of their practices being messed up. Because why does he just think that this stuff is happening there? Because he's not. paranoid. Like those people though. Are, are really kept underground yeah. in the ward C. And like yeah, that was yeah, that was one of my things. Like, well, I w- my argument is like, is he hallucinating it? Is that just what he's seeing? Because like true, but they never like it's ward C still in there. Like, granted, we don't see it after he finds out. Yeah. So I but. thought this is just me. Like whenever it I was, it had first, to be true because that guy was with him. Yeah, when I was yeah. first watching it. So this could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain I'm not. Um, the guy that played the lead doctor, he also played the lead doctor in Ratchet. Fun fact, I think. And because they look and talk very similarly. So I think they're the same actor, but whatever. Um, I thought that he was kind of like going to be hypocritical, the doctor, and be abusing like the drugs and everything that he was giving his patients or yeah. whatever. Because that's why he was maybe paranoid and it was him that was seeing everything, not Leo's character. And I'm sitting there thinking, that would make sense. And then come to find out like the big plot hole at the lighthouse. I'm like, <laughs> I really didn't know how, if I should trust the doctor until the very end. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because he, I thought, okay, it's very obvious if he is the bad guy, because oftentimes yeah. that's true. But then yeah. I was like, it's never the person. I never, <laughs> so up until the so, lighthouse scene, I never thought he was quote-unquote a bad guy. I was just very much like you. I was confused about him, because what made me really change my mind about him was when he was in, I think, the hallway or the great hall area or whatever, and he's talking to the detectives or the detectives and um he's like giving the whole spiel about how like you know doctors before me they were very you know psychosurgery and i'm very much like there are other alternatives all you have to do is get to talk to these people get their story and give them something like you know 
lithium or thorazine or something, you know? But then I had a problem with Leo's character because literally I'm sitting there thinking, oh, you're referring to these people as prisoners. The only kind of prisoner they are is a prisoner of their mind. You know, like, treat them like yeah, humans. Yeah, but it's because he thought that they were being kept like prisoners. Oh, okay. I thought like, he meant, like, literally the conditions, not, like, referring to them as prisoners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes but sense. whenever the doctor was saying he didn't want to chain the people up in what was it sea because yeah. it would flood and the people would die I was like okay now do I like this guy <laughs> I don't know I think they the screenwriters did a phenomenal job with making us or like we the audience very confused I about think, character development I think the best thing they did is make the acting ambiguous yes because when you watch it your first time you think they're the bad guys and mm-hmm. then you watch it your second time and you're just like oh they're really bad well, at no. acting it's, it's here, no, here is what I got. So as soon as we got to the big plot hole where he's at the lighthouse, I immediately mentally regressed and started going back, and it mm. all made sense. I'm like, okay, that's what the purpose of them putting it in the film was, but what I'm trying to say here is, like, I, in that moment, when he started giving all those details about the actual thing that's going on, I regressed, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, okay, so y'all aren't what I pictured you as in the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, so you're actually a little bit different. And that's like at one point I thought... That Leo's character might be like the gym guy, the Rachel's husband that she supposedly oh, killed yeah, and yeah. kids. And yeah. I was like, well, maybe he's just he's seen pictures, so he knows what these kids look like, whatever. And so it made so much sense at the end. Yeah, yeah. That this is probably the best film in terms of everything makes sense in the end for mm-hmm. me right. that I've seen. And yeah. it started out slow. I was very bored at the beginning. Yeah. So it takes a second. no. So here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I. From the time the opening credits rolled, I was never bored. And I will tell you why. It's literally just because of my irrational fear. Like, I sat there and I'm sitting here thinking, there's going to come a frame where someone is, like, strapped down to a table or to a gurney and is about to get experimented on, at which point I physically cannot watch. It's too disturbing because, like... I don't know, for me, I guess it comes from, like, back in the 50s when the film, like, took place, or whatever part of the film, at least, and in the 60s, like... They were actually doing that to, like, homosexual men and, like, trans, you know, women and men. It's, like, crazy to think that someone could be that diabolical. But the sad truth is that shit is still happening today underground in the form of, like, conversion therapy and stuff. So, for me, it just hits different, you know? So, I guess it's just because I was scared the entire time, you know? But other than my own personal irrational fear, I loved every second of it. I will say the accents... Weren't good. They weren't your. They weren't your. <laughs> they were not good because any, any time they yelled or raised their voices, it went Amy, away. It, they were like so American. Yeah, it went away. Well, I mean they are American, Boston. but she's not Boston. Yes. Bostonian. Boston. He did a lot better job in The Departed, in my opinion. I've seen that either. Who? Leo. Um, I haven't seen The Departed. Um, Mark Ruffalo's accent was better. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is. I also awesome. liked how. The psychiatrist, his physical appearance changed so much when we saw him in the lighthouse. He was in a suit and tie. He was no longer in the trench coat. I did not expect him to be the doctor. Yeah. yeah. I didn't either. That was I the last thing I expected. But at the same time, like, when all of this spiraled at that point in the lighthouse. God, that I, movie is so good. When <laughs> all of this spiraled and went down in the lighthouse, I'm sitting there. I had no emotion. I was sitting there. Normally, you'd expect me to be like, oh, my God. When but he I body was... slammed the guard, though, on that rock. Yeah. yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. Get I thought it. He was yeah, you're right, though. Him. When that doctor came out, or, yeah, when Mark Ruffalo came out as the doctor, oh, I'll yeah. never forget that. When the I first like, time, 
I watched this movie. But I was like, this is a masterpiece. And I got to the end. I was like, no, no way. I know. It blew my mind. I was so, so hoping he wasn't mentally ill. Yeah. But And then the flashbacks with his wife on the day that she yeah. killed the kids and everything. I was like, this is so sad. I, it was. When it he was, looked in the wife, he was like, where are the kids? And she was like, they're in school. And then yeah. she like, started talking about how she wanted to have a picnic with her dead children. Yeah, and she was like, they'll be our, our like, little dolls. dolls or something. Yeah. That is disgusting. I was Necrophilia. like, oh. Wait, that's when you have sex with dead people. My bad. Um, you should know if the movie you picked that one No, time. God, don't bring me back. I hated that episode. <laughs> I loved the movie. What? I just hated that episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is very aggressive. I feel very attacked. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you. guys. I love it. Um, but, yeah. Um, okay, well, I have the thing about the end. Um, it says, like, the line doesn't appear in the book, and... Because which line is this that we're talking about? Which would be worse no. to live as a yeah. monster or to uh, die as a good man? Um, it says Professor James Gilligan of New York University was Scorsese's psychiatric advisor on the film, and his takeaway for the line was that the words mean, "I feel too guilty to go on living. I'm not going to actually commit suicide, but I'm going to vicariously commit suicide by handing myself over to these people who are going to lobotomize me." Yep. Yeah, because yeah. ultimately, when you get lobotomized, you're a vegetable. Like you can't think. You're just. I know. You're. Prisoner poor, in mind. Poor Leo's character. Yeah. But we didn't see it happen on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. If Sorry, I, who knows? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. If they would have shown, if they would have put that scene in there, I I wouldn't have watched or liked the film. I, I would have been like it's too intense. Been. Now that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that it would have been. It's still a masterpiece. It's just it would have been too much for me to go back to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And I think it says that like. Um. He's. He's not openly admitting that he wants the lobotomy. Mm-hmm. Because it's far more suicidal than his character is. Mm-hmm. Um, for a half a second sitting there in the island, he remembered who he was, and then he asked uh, that question and quickly sort of lets lets it go. That was my feeling on the line. But I don't know about y'all, but when he was sitting up in the bed after he passed out, he was sitting there like just spitting straight facts about the situation, and I'm sitting there actually thinking, you know, this is progress. Like you know. No, I, I think you recovered. That's one. Th- I think he recovered, but he lied about it because mm. he wanted to die. Makes sense. Not die. Well, I mean, technically. It's the same thing. He didn't want to think about it. Anymore. Uh, yeah, he just yeah. wanted. He didn't want to fight. Which is anymore. so sad. Yeah, he yeah. just because wanted. Because he could have gotten help. I mean, I guess he's been trying to get help. But. Honestly, all of this, this film would not exist. The plot would not exist had he stayed away from the lighthouse. Seriously. <laughs> Like, there, we would not have a plot. Like, the lighthouse would just be a lighthouse. But, in my opinion, if I were, like, an actual character in the film, God forbid if I put myself in the position of a patient, um, and I saw the lighthouse and I saw how they were protecting it, like, naturally I would have been like, what's going on? You yeah, know, and that's like. why I was like, when he told him, I was like, they're going to have time to clear all the evidence out. Yeah. <laughs> but also, why didn't Mark Ruffalo's character, like, granted, I know he hallucinated him being down there on the rocks before he saw all the rats and stuff down there. Yeah. And that's why he climbed down there. But why was his cigarette left there? And why did he leave him? On the, I know he said he was he had to go alone. I think the cigarette. I've, I've always first. wondered about that. Because he was there to watch him. Why would you let your patient scale down this cliff and then yeah. climb back up the cliff? I was yeah. like, he's dedicated. I, I think he maybe thought that Leo's character was of enough sound mind yeah. that he could get down. Oh, I want to bring up something I forgot about. It was in the scene of... Where they're talking to all the employees towards uh, the beginning of the movie. Like when they're at the table? Yeah, and um, that one, and they ask about Dr. Shaheen, and that's Mark Ruffalo. 
And that one nurse just looks at Mark Ruffalo's really? character. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, he's an awesome doctor. He's so kind and all this. Oh, my and, God. And it's like telling you that he's the doctor. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it's I know what you're talking about, It's such a different though. movie. It is. I know. I was like, it's a little convenient that he's on vacation right now. Yeah. When this other woman is dead, what happened to him, huh? I know. But it does... It does such a good job, like on the second playthrough of being a different movie. Like you just look at it like I need to. I am gonna have to watch it again, but I would love to look back on the end end credits and see like the screenwriters, the director, everything like that, and look at the other works that they've done because if they did this well on this project, Scorsese, right? Something tells me that they have very good. They did other the, works. the Departed. I haven't seen that. You've never I don't, seen, oh, I he's, seen part of he did the Godfather. Okay. Part one, part two. I think. Part I haven't. Three. I'm very familiar Actually, with the Godfather. I just never. I don't watched think it. he did part three. He did Raging Bull. He's done the Irish. And singles when she. Good you, Have you seen singles? Casino. I've heard of all. Or of them. Have you I seen singles? No. Oh my god. What is it? Singles. Just only the best movie ever. Anyway, this girl goes in. She has this like. For Christmas, all of her friends got her. Oh, like, dating VHS thing, right? So you send in a videotape. I can't remember what it's called. And so she goes in, and she's like, I'm here for whatever. And then she, the girl at the counter is like, I'll do your makeup. I'll do your look. Your cre- recreate your whatever. And then he, she looks back at this guy who's standing over the counter. And she's like, for 10 bucks extra or whatever, whatever his name is over here, we'll direct it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't even know him. And, or he doesn't even know me. And then she, she looks and she's like, he's only the next Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. <laughs> I love it. Freaking hilarious. Um, he's literally, like, no joke, probably the best director of all time. Him, him or Stanley Kubrick, but... Even though Stan was a horrible person to Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining. Yeah. Anyways, that's another episode. We could talk all day about The Shining. But, um, yeah, no, this was a great movie. I'm giving it 10 out of 10. Yeah, same. fabulous in all aspects. However, for I me, I didn't like it as much the second time, but the first time, it however, was like I'd give it thrilling. like a nine or a nine and a half, just because it started slow, which is fine. Usually, I'm okay with that, but I yeah. was very bored. But maybe it was just I give it. I wasn't yeah, sitting down and getting yeah. into it. I give it just a ten, perfect ten, just because like it was such a challenge on for my me. seat. It was such I'm a so on my seat. What? Like on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah, time. totally. But like the reason I give it such a perfect rating is because like very seldom do I like find something that's based like on psychology or like takes place in or at some point during a mental institution or at a mental institution and continue to watch it fully without skipping through it yeah. because of, you know, fear of seeing a scene of experimentation on the mind. But this time something told me like this plot is very thick. If you skip through it, you're not I think the only it. part where we really saw patients being, like, where it was, like, kind of, like, Iffy. you wouldn't want to see it would be in the ward C. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that was just a lot. That was a lot because they yeah. were, like, prisoners. And there was, like, I was not expecting that much nudity in that scene. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But it wasn't enough for me to be, like, oh, wow, this is intense. I was just, like, oh, it's a dick. Like, yeah. I was just, like, oh, they're just left down here in these conditions. But absolutely. Yeah. Like, literally to <laughs> wallow in their filth. Yeah. Quite literally. Um, but yeah, 10 out of 10. Definitely. Anyways, do we have anything else to say? No. Okay. I thought I was going to say something, but now I can't remember, so it doesn't matter. Brain farts are great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it. a good movie. Great. I'm definitely going Album song? time. Album time. I love Such this right. album. Good. I'm awesome. glad. Your, what are your initial thoughts? Okay. I was thinking, we I listened to it again last night. should talk about the name of it. 
Yeah, we will. <laughs> I was talking. I, I listened to it again last night, all the way through, and I was like, Garrett, I feel like might hate this. What is it? The album. The album. Oh, my bad. Sorry, brain fart. <laughs> Let so me see man. your notes. I'm curious. Can I see your notes? I love it. I just want to see what you had to say. About what? Because you're sitting here saying that like I may like like it or whatever that you thought I, well, I feel like you it. might not like it. Might not like it. Okay. Cuz here's the thing. <laughs> I watched the film this morning, right? Yeah. But so I was scrolling through trying to find the album in our messages and I could not find it at all. What'd you ask? Because I was afraid. It was this morning when I watched the film and I was pushing away the film. And I listened to the thing last night. I, I only know. watched the movie on Thursday. Have you I ever had listened to this time. album? Yeah. Okay. Who's the artist? Just tell me who the artist is first. Um, Weapon, Weapon of, of choice. choice. Never heard of it. Oh my Didn't god. So. <laughs> first of all, okay. what? Hey, hold on. Okay. How about I give you the, the description and a background, and then you can tell me what you think Listeners, this album I'm sorry is. <laughs> for being a horrible co-host and not listening. I just couldn't oh find it, God. and I was disturbed by the film watching it. Oh. So I was distracted no, by that. you should have asked again. You should have asked. Fear, oh. Fear of confrontation. <laughs> anyway. I would have only judged you a little bit. I'm joking. I'm joking. I would have been like, you got time. Fresh on the mind. Anyways. Okay. No, dude, I cannot. I can put off a movie last minute, but I have to digest music. Like, I have to listen to it for like a good week for me to be able to talk That's about it. That's probably a smarter thing, but I just shove it in my mind and then I'm like, well, hopefully I won't forget anything. Oh my god, I cannot do that with music. Like, um, I wish. There's so much more going on in music. So, tr- But the thing is, though, again, it's like, if I don't feel like listening to it, I can't make myself listen to it. So yeah. then I force myself to listen to it when I have to. I get that. But then I'm when I was listening always, to it, I was having a good time. I'm always in the mood for good music, and this is a good music. So. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'll give you a description, and you can let us know what you think it's about. All right. Don't so disappoint Is it, I need to know, is it an album that tells a story through the tracks? Yes. Something. Okay. I didn't think so all the time. It does, though. It doesn't seem like it, but I'll give the background of what the story is. Okay. I'm just pissed off because literally, like, I, I'm always one that has my shit together, and I, because of fear of confrontation, I was like, I've got to watch the film. What would we been... have said, Garrett? You were out of the podcast? Yes! Uh, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, they're going to be so fucking pissed at yeah. me. <laughs> but Why would we be more mad no, that, here's you the did, thing. that would you listen to it late than not listen to it at all? No, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. I Once you said Shutter Island, because of that one scene where they were coming up to this uh, island for the first time, I'm like, I like that scene, so I'll like the film. I started reading more about the film and what it was about, and I'm like, I'm not watching this until way later, because my mind, I can't take it. It's too much. So I didn't mention that. I didn't look up anything about it. I was afraid about the film, but then also I was scrolling... I was scrolling back on the text messages. I'm like, I can't find the freaking album. What's the What's the album? <laughs> Anyways, let's go on. What's, okay. What are your notes? What are your notes? This is Weapon of Choice, and the album is called, what is it? Nut- Nutmeg Says, hold on. Nutmeg Says Bozo the Town. Okay. I kind of get the theme. I just didn't get it on every song. Okay. Like. So. Nutmeg Says Bozo to the Town. Yeah. And Nutmeg is like. I looked up some of it. It's Terrence Marshall. Is that his name? Or no, um, not Terrence. Lonnie Marshall. Is it, Lonnie, is, it, I was... is it an album that's like? Because based on that name, it sounds like it's heavy in metaphors and personification. Very much so. Okay. Oh my God, Bessie, you're doing better. Okay. It, he calls the genre a nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Which is it's... like rock and funk and jazz and yeah, alternative I would love like, to and like reggae. And yeah. Stuff yeah like that. I love those categories. 
so and a genre super nineties. Like as soon as I put on the first song, I was like, "This is nineties." It was ninety four. <laughs> okay, so this came out during the same era as like Red Hot Chili Peppers and like yeah. Fishbone and stuff. Mm. So uh, it was founded with by Lonnie Marshall with his brother Eric Marshall, who was in the Peppers for like one tour cycle or something. Okay, like I think Wall of Blues or something. Um. Yeah, so we already said what Nutmeg was. They were originally signed to Stone Gossard's uh, label, Loose Groove Records. Um, so I found this de- description of the album online, and I was like, this is kind of perfect, so I don't have to explain it. Mm-hmm. Their, uh, their first album tells the story of the origin of Nutmeg, mm-hmm. a sci-fi <laughs> being who escapes from the mental ward of a futuristic hospital space. Is that this album? Oh, my God. And descends to <laughs> Earth. Parallel. Well, that's why he's... Well, we'll talk about it, but throughout, he's like, he says his name is... What is his name? Hold on, I wrote it down. I couldn't find the so lyrics anywhere. So it's a mental institution in space? Yeah, sort of. Oh, he he call, he refers to himself as Mega Nut. And he's oh, running. Yeah. He's running for president. We'll get to it. I anyway. remember I remember hearing about Mega Nut on the album. So, <laughs> and all of their albums like one of their albums is called Illuminati. And I almost oh my God. recommended that one. So anyway. He, and they descend to Earth where he aims influence aims to influence others with his ability to live beyond and outside the boundaries of our south central nervous system. Uh, primarily filled with raw jazzy funk tunes heavily laced with hard rock guitar riffs is accentuated with some serious lyrics masked with a heavy dose of sarcastic humor. Which is, yeah. Yeah, nice. Dude, um, my favorite songs, Nutty Nutmeg Fantasy. <laughs> Um, uppity, yuppity, doolittle. Actually, no, not catachronic. Catachronic is so good. I think my favorite is Inhale the Earth, even though I love Inhale the Earth too. I love it so much. I love Inhale the Earth. I I listened to Catachronic. I was like, okay, this album's going somewhere really good. And then I went to Inhale the Earth, and I was like, it's getting better. And like Slave Driver is also super good. Yeah, the second half is my favorite. Yeah, the second half of the album is so good. Wait, so give us. I mean, I really, no, so far, based on what y'all have told me, it sounds like, no, I can't speak tonally, because I don't know how it sounds from a tone perspective, but based on, based on, well, that's my aesthetic, I love rock. It does get kind of heavy in some songs. Yeah, and I like heavy screamo shit, so like, but no, based on like, just heavy stuff in general, I like, but the like sarcastic humor the play on words like the metaphor very a lot of play on words it's yeah yeah, i really like stuff like that and whenever i'm writing like beat poetry or like whatever it may be like that's what i use is like play on words and illusion illusions that's not the word i'm looking for alliteration and so like yeah no I would have to listen to it to see how it sounds tonally because that can really affect. Whether I think or not you should pay still attention. listen to it. I am. I am. Why would I not? Like seriously, I really want to go back and listen to it because it sounds fun. Because like literally, when you said like nut and like it was in every single word, I'm like that could go in a multitude of ways. But I really, it's <laughs> pretty really, innocent on this album. Yeah, I'm not gonna I was lie. like, I really, really like that. Normally, the word like nut in a sexual tense like triggers me, but in this case, it doesn't. <laughs> this is not. Yeah, this is this was like before it was used that way. Okay, I feel right. like yeah, like okay. '94. I can't speak on that, but oh, or you owe it to you is another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Are there ballads, or is it mainly just? There was one that started off kind of slow. Because here's just my personal opinion. 
I think even like heavy metal and like heavier music should have at least in terms of tone like a slower. I, wait, this is not the last one is very jazzy and slow. I would not call it a heavy music. No, uh, Gutterball is super jazzy and slow. I love the piano. Do you that feel comes like in. you're in a it's, jazz club. It's something. yeah, it's like you're listening to like funk drumming with like reggae and yeah. like Caribbean stuff going on in it, and then you have like this super funky bass that's like Red Hot Chili Peppers, but not. Yeah. And then every once in a while you have like that grunge, da da, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. that. Gorgeous, in terms of <laughs> yes, it was lovely. Um, no, in terms of like that sound, like what you're describing to me, I have that kind of stuff in my library. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, based on what you just told me, like tone wise, like it wouldn't be a problem. Like I would still easily be yeah. able to put it on, listen to the lyrics, understand what they mean, but also like potentially just put it back on again for background mm-hmm. because of like the orchestration and the arrangement it pops i listened to it a lot in the car yeah and it was so good to just drive I really, around i'm really interested in gutter ball because y'all are saying that like it's kind of makes you feel like you're in a jazz club or a jazz mm-hmm. bar there's only a little bit of lyrics yeah yeah exactly what does it say? oh it's say like that. oh talking about being in hell just phrases with hell in it yeah it's uh, like well if i go to hell will i, will I be able to drink ice water and some people raise kids, some raise hell. I'll tell you what yeah. that reminds me of. It reminds me of the Southern saying, people in hell want ice water, but that doesn't mean they're going to get it. That's what yeah. it reminds me of. I never heard that one. I haven't either. It's very Southern. My, uh, well, I love Gutterball. I love that I got two minutes into it, and that's when he started talking. Yeah, it was like three, yeah. almost three minutes. Yeah. And then he starts. And, uh, well, but I love that. It was like some really good like anticipation. Because well, I was just vibing out to the music, yeah. then all of a well, sudden, well, a lot of it is in. very much like just well, instrumental, the, like jams. Yeah. yeah. Like, but here's the thing, though, with me, like that's the reason why I got into Pink Floyd, and that's why I love their Animals album on top of everything else that they have, because it is lyrics. It does have lyrics, but what you are hearing mostly is just a conglomerate of different sounds, instruments, styles, yeah. tones, you know, and. It sounds like that's kind of what this is, which I am so here for because I love, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's what I've always used in my stories when I'm writing about music. Avant-garde, it feels very avant-garde because it's like so random, it's not really structured, it's just all thrown together to form one big project, you know, that comes out good in the end, so... Um, I like on Nutty Nutmeg Fantasy. Will you send send me I'll resend it, Okay, thank you. Um, so you don't say, I'll be damned, ain't that a bitch, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Yeah. Those are the lyrics. Uh, I loved how, uh, like, there's so much political irony Yeah, I was about to say, if you didn't notice from the album cover... Yeah, Bozo the Town, too. Yeah, and like, yeah, because it has, like, politicians and everyone under them Mm -hmm. are puppets. Yeah. And they're, like, string to the fingers on the album. Yeah, and it does a lot of, like, racism and stuff, Yeah, Inhale the Earth. Like, I could tell, because he's, like, um, as a marijuana woman. is as common yeah. as the American pie. No, it's pie. like a, as American as apple pie. Oh, yeah. He said, <laughs> I wrapped it in the as zigzag like, or whatever, and then burn it, and they got arrested say? for burning the flag or something. Yeah. What did you say the name of that song was? Into the Earth or something? Inhale the Earth. Because at the end, he's like, I listened, or I believe the words she told me. Um, you'll be free in no, hell. No. The as earth. a, I well, no. Oh. Well, no. I didn't get that. Oh, I was like, what did, what's going on? As like, but like, that was my mind. favorite. Yeah. I was like, wordplay. But as like, as like someone who oh follows God. Wicca, like inhale the earth. That like is just, 
astronomical to me that phrase inhale the earth i love that it's beautiful so what portion of the album is that in is it in the middle it's in the middle good hold on i'll send the album to you i wish it had lyrics but what's the score i'm gonna check real quick wait they just started i don't know where i'm looking okay well i wish your lyrics alabama's winning they just started, oh. though. I'm not worried. Anyways, continue. I like Slave Driver. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite. Also, in Icy Cold, he says, sell out, you broke-ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the second half of the album, like, after kind of chronic. The second half is so good. Yeah. Mark of the Feast. Yes, Mark big, of the Feast was so good. It's about Thanksgiving and how you shouldn't celebrate Christmas yeah. Columbus and George yeah. Washington. But also the I music on that one is, like, it's just really awesome. Good. I love that. He says this is a holiday song. This is why we ought not to celebrate. Well, this yeah. is gonna sound this is gonna sound super bad, but like whenever I go home and like I kind of hear other townspeople, not really my parents, because my parents know not to talk about certain political stuff around me because they respect me as a journalist. But other townspeople that they hang out with will oftentimes go on political rants or like religious rants, and I would love nothing more than to put on an album like this. Because I know damn well it would piss a Republican off. And I know that sounds bad. I'm not saying I am intentionally every single day waking up trying to piss Republicans off. But if you're just a bigot and that's what these people are most of the time, I don't have a problem with, you know, showing you, like, this is the truth. You know, like, Mm -hmm. this, even though it pisses you off, this is the truth. This is the facts, you know? So, yeah. I think it's an uppity, uppity doolittle. That it's like there's a black man in the Capitol and one in the fields or something. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, uh, I liked on, um... Oh, God, what was it? Wow, well, I don't remember. Don't talk to me. Oh, uh, you owe it to you. He was like, I used to be addicted to TV, but then I got burned, like, from watching it too mm. much or something. Mm-hmm. God damn. And I was like, I like that. And these lyrics are hitting with me, so I'm going to like And it. they're like, <laughs> but the vocals are so... 90s you don't hear people sing like that anymore like but his vocals are so good yeah though. no they're great don't get there's another band that i listened to and um god i can't remember it's into another right or no yeah into another is a band that i uh like and they <laughs> the album i listened to by them actually came out the same year and it's more just like rock like straight up rock but the vocals they're so similar. Like the entire time, I was like, "Are these the same singers?" Like, but I also liked Inhale the Earth a lot, just because they seem just as stoked about yes, it as yeah. I <laughs> did. I was like, "Oh, this is." I was gonna say this is more of an '80s question, but I guess it was used in the '90s because Cher is credited as using it, um, really, and starting it like within pop culture. Are synthesizers used at all? I think in some. It's more places, like organs. Yeah, there's a lot of like keys. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think there are synths, but they're like organs and keys. Mm-hmm. And synths, what? I would say, are like, go all the way back to the, I mean, yeah, 80s, but they've been there since like the 70s. Yeah, and the only reason, do y'all, like please 60s. tell me, like, y'all know what song Cher came out with in the 90s that used like synths mm-hmm. that was like super No, popular. it was definitely like the 60s when synths got big. I feel like mm-hmm. She used Believe it. Life After Love. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she's singing into a fan, basically. I've never listened to Cher. Besides, make, like, maybe two songs. I couldn't even it's tell you fair. That's fair. She's not everyone's cup of tea. I like her because she's I just haven't... Icon, I, I listen to a lot, a lot of music, and sometimes I just don't make my way to some people. Yeah, you told me that about Metallica. Yeah. You didn't really make your way into Metallica that much. 
Right. Um, I liked Guy Gaga. Yeah. And they. This is when he says like, um, he's the officially unofficial candidate of the for the Nutmeg Party. Yes. He says cool and unusual punishment. And I I love the ending when it's like Eastern and all distorted. But yeah, it's like rewinding. Yeah. Like space travel or something. That's a good way to put it. And then it kind of that's when it tells the story of him being like in a psych ward. Yeah. And escaping or something. I didn't catch yeah. that. Yeah. You didn't? No. Because it said he jumped a, a fence, a wire fence or something oh, in it. Oh, fair. I really like that part. And then, is Funk Aromatherapy you Oh, did? yes. That was such a... I had trouble just coming to terms with that name. I was like, okay. <laughs> I love the album, though. Yeah. I give it, like, an eight. It's so fun. Um, I give it, like, an eight and a half. Nine. Derek oh, gives no. it a fucking 20. <laughs> I'm out of not 10. rating it. I haven't listened to it. 20 out of 10. Um, you listen to it for the next one. Um, and you can give it to people. Yeah, yeah they, listen they to deserve. it for the next one. And then we can just talk about the next one. And we'll you'll just have to catch album. up every podcast. The next one, so I'll listen to the one I choose plus the one that the, we talked about today. You can just give yeah. a quick, like, I like this yeah. about it. Yeah, which based on what y'all have told me, like, again, I'll have to judge it by the sound at this point. But based on, like, the play on words, the political background, like, it all seems very much, very much my vibe. So, because I love what you were referring to, the 90s vocal stylings, you know, like, you just don't hear it anymore, really. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, well, I think alt artists try to copy it, but oftentimes they fail, you know? N- no, I think this is just different. Like, this style of singing, like, I think it was just ditched. Like, I think it's either, like, the way they recorded it, or they were just like people don't like by this. 90s vocal stylings do you mean i don't know like, how to describe it is you it just like have kurt to, cobain how no just he's just belching okay he's kind of just like and there's a little like high vocals yeah too. exactly like okay. they're just there's going like a girl singer as well yeah and, and yes and it's very good it's like and there's a lot of talking i like talking with a lot of dialogue in general narration if you will i love yeah. that yeah it's rap. Kind of. I think I've already got my album picked out for next week, but it's a country album. Oh, we'll get there when we again? get there. The one you sent last time? It's a different one. Okay. We'll get there when we get there. It's one that's better than the one I sent. Carry so. on your mind. All right. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks, guys. Well, we love you. It's the end of the episode. Hey, we love you. We okay. love you. That was intense. <laughs> That's all I say to my cats. We have like okay. <laughs> we have like what two episodes or three episodes left. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, and then we go on Thanksgiving break. But peace, love, and hairspray. I don't know. Um, but yeah, come again, listen again. We love to hear it. We love to okay. see you. Bye. Bye.